0: Welcome to Graduating Grief, a podcast designed to help you step back into living your life with joy after loss. If you're ready to move from surviving to thriving, you've come to the right place. Here's your host and Inspirationista, Sherry Dunlevy. Hey friend, Sherry Dunlevy, your Inspirationista, and today we're going to be talking about Graduating Grief Guidelines. That kind of sounds like there's rules and regulations, but they're not, they're just kind of guidelines that I give to people who are especially those people that are newer to a grief journey, just so that some things don't catch them off guard, catch them by surprise. So when they start feeling a certain way, they can look at these guidelines and go, oh, that's kind of normal because grief is an individual journey but there are some commonalities in it and some myths about grief that a lot of times we listen to, we pay attention to, and we make them the rules and regulations. So I'm going to go over these because I have a self-guided course called My Grief Journey. And it is kind of like Grief 101. It's a video series that has a workbook attached to it. And At the end of each segment, we go over these guidelines. And hopefully the goal is, is that by the end of the series, you'll be able to get further along in these guidelines as far as belief and as far as moving you in the direction of hope and healing instead of staying put in the pain and suffering of your loss. So the first guideline that we're going to talk about is that my grief journey is mine. My grief journey is mine. It's not anybody else's and it's not like anybody else's. So therefore we cannot compare our journey to someone else. Let me give you an example. Last year we lost my father. Okay, so my mother lost her husband. I lost my father. My sister lost her father and my brother lost his father. My son lost his grandfather. My aunt lost her brother. You see, these are all different relationships. These are all different um, ways in which we've lost different degrees of that loss depending on that relationship. And so that means that we can't use each other as benchmarks or guidelines as to where we should be or how we should be. So we should not be comparing our loss to any others, and we should not be comparing our progress or perceived lack of progress with anybody else. Grief is unique to you, and my grief is unique to me. Everybody does it differently, And that's because everybody's different. Okay, so let's go over the next guideline for graduating grief. There are no rules to grieving. There are no rules to grieving. But how many times have we, they say, experts say that we should or we shouldn't. And we act as if that is the absolute truth to it. But there are no rules to grieving. People might have opinions. People might even have expectations of how you should be doing it. You should be more sad. You should be um, not as sad, right? Um, How you should be acting in life, how you should be living your life, how you should actually be feeling. But that's all they are, is, is other people's opinions. Those aren't facts. Those aren't rules to grieving. There are no rules. Okay? The third one is there's no timeline to grieving. And because grief is individual to each person, we can't expect everybody to process this the same way. For me, I lost my son before I I lost my father. So I had had done the hard work to graduate from the pain and suffering of my grief so that when my father when I lost him and oh believe me I grieved him horribly but I had tools to help me heal probably a lot faster than some of other my other family members and I still miss him and waves of grief still come over me But I think a lot of us think that after we get through this first year, we're going to be better. We should be feeling fine, right? After that death anniversary, that first death anniversary, okay, we've completed that year first. I should be good to go. Why am I feeling so horrible? Well, a lot of times the second year is even worse than the first year. Now, now why is that? Well, because that first year was kind of a blur. And those first anniversaries and those first holidays and those first birthdays, we were anticipating a lot how we were going to feel, maybe reliving the last birthday we spent with them, the last Christmas we spent with them, or relive the illness that they were suffering. Um, And so that, in addition to taking care of all the business that comes when a loved one dies, you probably didn't have a lot of time to pay attention to your grief. And now all of a sudden, you know, that stuff is taken care of and the grief that's been lying, you know, in on the back burner is how I like to say it. The grief that was on the back burner now comes to the front burner and it feels like it's going to bubble up and bubble over. And we don't know what to do with that. And so, you know, we can't, give ourselves a timeline because it's different for every person. There are no markers that say by three months, I should be feeling this way. And six months I should be feeling this way. And by the first year I'm, I should be done. Um, for some, the journey is less than a year, especially if you've had a long illness attached to it and you've been caregiving, you've been doing something called anticipatory grief. And now that you've moved through that long period of grieving and then the death and then uh, the sadness that comes with that, you might be more prone to wanting to step back into life again, but you're afraid to because gosh, it hasn't even been a year. What do people think? See, there's no there's no timeline to this. It's the r- time that's that's right for you. That's another reason why a lot of times when people say to me, Sherry, I I need you to talk to my aunt. I need you to talk to my mother. I need you to talk to my sister. You know, they lost their husband or 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 whomever. Um, I'm not gonna call that person because that person, if I need to talk to them and they're not ready, anything that I say could actually do more damage, do more harm than good. The best part about all of this and me helping people is that they have to come to me, seek me out, seek the help for themselves. You can let them know about me and um, let them know that I'm here to help them but I'm not going to be proactive in going after someone because if you're not ready, you're not ready. It's according to your timeline. And because there is no right or wrong length of time, you know, I don't know when the right time is for that person. For example, I put my grief on the back burner for 13 years so um, I didn't really even fully engage my grief until 13 years after my son died. So that was the time that was right for me. I don't want it to take anybody any longer than it needs to. And had I known what I know now, I would have been much more proactive much more sooner. I just didn't know that you could heal from grief because I fell into the belief that, you know, time will either heal all wounds or this is just as good as it gets, Sherry. This is how you're going to have to live the rest of your life. And I kind of just accepted that until I learned that it could be better. And that's what I want people to know. That's why I'm so passionate about what I do. And um, the, there's another one. There is no right way to grieve. There is no right way to grieve. And there's no wrong way to grieve. The only, the only caveat to that is that as long as you're not doing harm to yourself or to others, then grieve the way you want to grieve. Okay? Grieve the way you need to grieve. Because again, there are no rules and there is no right and there is no wrong. And lastly, the last guideline to graduate in grief is to believe that you can graduate from the pain and suffering of your grief and step into living and loving your life again. Grief can be your greatest teacher. Grief can be the thing that sets your life into motion that changes things in a way you would have never thought possible? I mean, I'm doing this podcast, and of course I have a background in broadcasting, but if you would have told the 38-year-old Sherry McCutcheon that she would be the 60-year-old Sherry Dunleavy, inspirational speaker, author, and founder of Graduating Grief, I would have thought you were you were crazy because that's not something that I would have ever chosen for myself. But my life is transformed because of my grief. My life is transformed because of my healing. My life has transformed because I am the mother of a son who died back in 1999. And I am living a life that, is on purpose. I am living my life with passion. I'm living my life with joy. And I want that for you too. I want that for anyone. But most of all, I want people to know that it's possible because I didn't know it was. And if it can happen for me, can happen for you too. So those are the graduating grief guidelines. We start off with those in my self-guided course, with my grief journey. And hopefully by the end of the course, you rate them from one to 10 and your belief becomes stronger and stronger and stronger into each one of these guidelines so that you want to be proactive. You want to step back into life again. But then you might have a little bit of a problem, a little bit of fear and maybe a lot of guilt. For wanting this. I think a lot of that is due to thinking and paying attention to what other people think is proper or right or wrong. But if you go with those guidelines that we just talked about, then we have to make the choices that are best for us moving forward in our life. And that's what I help you do in the next segment, which is my healing journey, my healing journey, an eight-week grief completion life reorganization. You can do it in a group, which is wonderful, where everyone starts together and ends and graduates together, or you can do it on an individual basis. If you'd like more information on either one of these, please let me know. If you'd like a copy of the Graduating Grief Guidelines that we just talked about today, I would be happy to send you a copy. You can email me at sherry at Or you can go to the graduatinggrief.com website and you can take the quiz to see if you are ready to graduate from your grief and to step into a life that's filled with passion, purpose, and joy. Because you know what? Every life matters and every life can make an impact. And that includes you, my friend. Until next time, everyone. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Graduating Grief Podcast. For more information on the Graduating Grief community, workshops, and retreats, go to www.SherryDunlevy.com. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and share.